This is Fed Up, the podcast by Falcon Nutrition, and I'm your host, Jason Falcon. This podcast will feature coaches, current and former clients, industry colleagues and peers, as well as a handful of others that we feel will bring value to your life as you continue on your nutrition journey. Enjoy, thank you for listening, and let's have some fun. There we go. Welcome back. Uh, I did the thing I always do and um, we get into like really good stuff and I wish I was recording. So this is me once again, not really following the plan that I set for myself and we're just going to start recording because this is this is the stuff that matters. And I think people are actually like really interested in is like hearing us just kind of talk about the the stuff that we don't choose a subject matter, but that probably matters more than a lot of the stuff. So anyway, we're back. Samaj. Did I say that right, dude? I'm sorry. Yeah, this yeah, is like yeah, literally no, like good. our third time talking. We <laughs> met at a conference in Texas earlier this year, uh, followed each other, everything that Samaj posts. He's very, very good. He's he the way he speaks, the way he, he writes. Um I love I love seeing his stuff on here. And so I I saw Samaj doing um putting himself in the client's role, essentially. Um, I believe, I mean, yeah, coaching yourself, right? Um, yeah. and I said, dude, we got to talk about this when it wraps. Anyway, I'll shut up. Samaj, you want to introduce yourself? <laughs> dude, for, first of all, like, yeah, it, it's been, I appreciate it. So many kind words. <laughs> I, I make, I'm making it up as I go, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's and been a pleasure. And that's why it probably works. Dude. That's why it's not forced. <laughs> right. It's been, it's been a pleasure getting to know you and seeing what you do. I mean, the, the guys that I met at that con, like, I wasn't even going to go to that conference at first. I think Andrew roped me into it and I was like, okay, like I, I get it. I understand. Like I should doing that. (laughs) Yeah. Right. I should, uh, I should get my way out here into these, into these fitness streets. Um, but yeah, my, my name is Samaj, Samaj Hunter. Um, I'm a solopreneur, I guess is the label that they put on us folk. Uh, I run a nutrition coaching. (laughs) Yeah. I run a nutrition coaching business and I'm located in Charlotte, North Carolina. The nutrition coaching business is remote, <laughs> so it's all online. But um, yeah, I mean, what else is there? I'm, I'm 30, I'm 33, right? I'm yep. Yeah, I'm 33, about to is. be 34 <laughs> in January. And and like you said, I yeah, I pretty much put myself through this whole process because I think for the most part, training for me has always been a very sport oriented or like hyper goal oriented approach. Um, nutrition, same thing. It was, I'm trying to lose this amount of weight or I'm trying to do X, Y, and Z, but because of like more knowledge in the space, because of experience in various sports growing up, it was easy for me to hit and quit a lot of those things. And I, I tend to lean into more of an all or nothing kind of mindset. If anyone can relate to an all or nothing kind of mindset. Probably. Yeah. Probably all of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, sounds, and, and sounds this very time relatable around, to me. <laughs> yeah. Right. Th- this time around, I just kind of put myself in the shoes of my average client who might need to take a little bit longer to go through the process. Um, try to, you know, really point out all of the different struggles that I was having during it and not just kind of overlooking them and glancing over them. And man, it's, it's, it's a journey. It's a journey. I can relate a little bit more to folks um, who I'm working with, who are, who might need a bit more to go with fat loss, who are looking to lose over 30 pounds. And they've just been at the same weight for a really long period of time. Um, and just looking at it from like a practical lens of not just what's possible, but what's actually realistic in the world that we live in. Were you surprised by any of your findings? Dude, so many of them. So, (laughs) so many of them. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, I think I think a lot of the the work happens here. It's it's happening in your head. Oh god, yeah, dude. Versus versus it being what's on your plate. I think one of the things that I really try to reiterate to clients, it's not just what you eat, but it's it's when you eat, it's how you eat. It's the kind of mindset that you um approach eating with. I think I I heard it was Lane Norton, I think, who said it, who said um that it might have been him or Eric Helms, one of those two. He said that restrictive being overly restrictive or being flexible with the diet is a mindset, not the actual approach that you use. Any any nutritional approach, because of how you approach it, can become restrictive and become mm-hmm. overly restrictive. Um, if it fits your macros, can become overly restrictive if you approach it in that manner. But also eating on a meal plan can be very, very flexible if you also approach it with that manner. So That's good. I, I think I found that out during the entire time, finding out this, again, this practical approach to dieting in 2023. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. And there's, there's probably a segue to be found in there. Um, mm. What what we were talking about before I said, man, I wish I was recording is just sort of how did we even arrive there? But that's why small talk is cool because there's mm-hmm. not really any intended destination. It's just you guys talking. But um, sort of like how you coach now and how it's not so much because I run into the same thing. It's like, okay, well, you know, every week looking forward to a, a numbers adjustment. We didn't mm-hmm. get super into it. Um, I was very, very, very big on macros for everyone because it's what worked for me, right? It's what mm-hmm. let me lose 100 pounds and keep it off after I gained it rapidly. Um you and I end up commenting a lot of the same posts in the prison, uh, precision nutrition group. Yeah. And I remember even as recent as going through that certification, I, like I loved 95% of all of their teachings and methodologies. The mm-hmm. one thing I couldn't wrap my head around was considering macros only for like what they term level two people. Cause I was thinking, mm-hmm. well, that's weird. Cause macros obviously make sense for everyone. But now the longer I do it, like at this point, my last say 10 clients over the last however long, I would say probably nine of them aren't doing macros. Whereas two years ago, it was, you know, it was just macros for everyone. Um, and you were saying it's not even necessarily like if I do calories and protein, like you might not even start there. You're talking about just like eating on the whole. Um, how many times a day are you eating? I'll let you answer because yeah. I think you're getting into some really cool stuff that's that's probably even... It's like the longer we do it, we're just zooming further out because we're finding you don't have to be so micro focused on some of this stuff. I think that's it with what you just said. It's it's being able to zoom in and zoom out, which I think mm-hmm. is important. A lot of folks in the fitness space talk about variability when it comes to their training. It's not mm-hmm. about being able to bounce on one leg and do pogo hops. It's about being able to to really like hone in on this like very micro, very specific movement so that you can use it in a more gross setting, having more variability in your movement allows you to be less fragile, allows mm-hmm. you to operate in different sports or in different places more effectively. I think the same thing could happen in nutrition, but we get siloed in these very specific methods and strategies of going about things. So in in recent, I guess, ventures into all this and talking with clients and in myself, I've looked at macros as like, well, we say tracking and we think macros immediately. But tracking applies to anything that we're talking about. We track yep. our workouts, yep. right? Like that we wouldn't, you're not following a program in many cases if you're not tracking metrics when it comes to your workouts. We track our finances. 
does it necessarily mean that you have to be on a particular kind of budget for anyone right. who follows budgets? Like, are you, you know, are you following a zero based budget or a percentage based budget? Are you trying to pay debt off with the avalanche method or the snowball method? It's like, well, whatever method you use, you're still tracking. Yep. I think when it comes to nutrition, if we, uh, what I've tried to do is take a step back and say, well, it's counting. And what are we counting? I think is is where I might venture off a little bit with a new person coming in. I still want them to count, but I don't necessarily want them to look at chicken as grams of protein. Mm-hmm. I just want them to say, well, how how many how much chicken are you eating? Because mm-hmm. you purchased yeah. it, you went to the grocery store, and you said like it was three dollars a pound. Okay, yeah. so you know that you at least purchased this week to get through the week six pounds of chicken. Okay, great, awesome. So you're you're eating six pounds of chicken. Or whatever it might be. How many yes. meals are you eating? I'm eating yep. four meals. And the thing that we were saying is like, well, how do you define meal? Okay. Mm-hmm. So is it every time you consume calories or is it when you actually sit down? Yeah. So I may define meal as anytime I consume calories is a meal. Yep. Okay, great. Awesome. So I'm eating X number of meals a day. And then you go into the strategy of how do you want to change that? Someone eating three meals a day might want to eat four if they're feeling super hungry, but someone realizing with that definition that they eat 13 meals a day because they've snacked on trail mix throughout all their meals. Mm -hmm. And let's not even look at trail mix. Let's just go down to seven. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, absolutely. You're just going to count. You're going to count seven meals that I ate today. You've probably decreased calories. You've probably become more aware of how many times your hand goes into the trail mix. And I didn't need to tell you to become aware of that. Yep. There was a thing in training where it's like, can we put people in a position that they almost self-organize? And I think I'm trying to bring that to nutrition. Yeah. Can we put people in a position where they make better choices without me ever telling them to make a better choice, but yep. setting some type of guardrails to say, hey, can you operate within this, yep. in this particular area, which is very reasonable. Again, if you're eating 13 times a day, you might want to control that a little bit if you're looking to improve health, wellness, and all that other stuff. And I would venture a guess that for outside of stage competitors, for 90% of people, they could get to wherever they're going only ever doing something like that, right? Like when you're talking about the last however many, you know, okay, I'm this brought me to 15% body fat. Mm -hmm. For most people, that's probably an awesome outcome. If you want to get leaner than that, you know, if you're getting on whatever it is, you may need to get more regimented zoom in, so to speak. But like as stupidly simple as that sounds, it would probably do most of the work that most people desire to, you know, yeah, progress wise, right? Minimal effective dose. Yeah. Right. And I think maybe that's where even talking about PN is where it kind of like, it almost like stops people from moving forward. The intention of it is not that people move from level one to level two to level three. But I think there is an approach to nutrition, particularly that we might need today that does move people through a range of progression, very similar to how training would. Yeah. Like if you, you could just say like, Hey, go do two sets twice a week on all your exercises and you'll, you know, you'll be fine. Yeah. But if your goal is to build muscle and that's just build muscle, you probably are going to need to be a little bit more intentional. You might want to employ some level of progressive overload to yep. some extent. Um, yep. And I think that's similar with nutrition where we, people almost immediately will think all or nothing. Yeah. Like, okay, great. Well, 
I now need to cut this out. I now need to add in a bunch of this. I now need to increase my steps here. And it's like, well, those are all levers that you can pull, but it doesn't really make sense to one, pull them all at the same time. That's an easy way to get overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And you may not need to pull some of them at all. Right. So yeah, to what you said, there there's probably some really simple things that when, I mean, so just one of the examples that I use with folks is that I, I don't remove snacks from their day, but right. I get rid of the idea of snack because I've watched a snack become a 600 calorie endeavor. Right. Yeah. And, most people aren't, you know, they work from home, they walk through the kitchen, they're stressed or bored. Most yeah. people are going, God, I could go for a head of lettuce right now. Most people are going for something really tasty, which usually well, means really calorie dense. When a crumble cookie is 870 calories, it's <laughs> you like- know, I've still never had one. I've still never had a crumble cookie. Am I missing out on anything? I don't, I don't think so. I think they're delicious. Don't get me wrong. But to an extent, like actually the serving size is probably as delicious as it is, which is quarter of a cookie. Yeah. Um, right. After that, it's just like, man, this is, this is a lot. This just is a whole lot. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, you know, it's like, if you, if you're going to, if you're going to decide to make a change and to what PN says, low hanging fruit, I think is great. Like trying to make a small change, but also, you know, the, the benefits of having a coach is knowing what change is significant. Right. Because I don't know, eating, eating one apple is great. One time. That's great. That's good. You're not going to see a significant change in your aesthetics or your body weight, you that may lead to better behavioral changes down the line. And I think like the, again, minimal effective dose, it needs yeah. to be enough so that you actually see an effect, but not so much that you don't feel like, you know, you have to be like overly intentional about creating this habit over and over again. It's hard for you to actually do this thing. You're yeah. trying to force feed yourself that head of lettuce when you, you know, you didn't even <laughs> like salads in the first place. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you feel like you need to eat plain greens and, and vinegar or something. Like, yeah. Again, all or nothing. People go from, yeah. go from like, I'm eating nachos to. That's, I mean, it's the, and that's the very reason that most people's quote unquote diet efforts, I you know, I think are, are unsuccessful and a huge mm -hmm. part of why coaches are so helpful. It's because we, we go from doing none of the things to literally wanting to do all of it at once. Mm -hmm. And it's just so, it's such a 180 that we can't do it from a, like a stress, a time, a social life, a family mm -hmm. life. There's just no way where instead of doing like all eight things at hundred percent, like let's pick one or two things to slowly layer in. It's more than you've mm -hmm. been doing. You'll know which levers you've turned. So if you start to get the result you like, you can pinpoint it. Okay, cool. Both of those worked. Let's lock those in. Let's mm -hmm. layer in. Maybe we need to layer in one more thing. Maybe we can just cruise for a long while doing this. But I think it's just, it's so opposite of like most of real life right now that people think it's just like, it can't possibly work. Um, I think I've taken more of a training approach to nutritional programming. Dude, absolutely. Like, if, like progressive I, overload is a thing in nutrition. I right. Exactly. It has to be, it has yeah. to be, and there has to be deloads and there yep. need to be periods of time for rest. And it can't be this like, well, I don't even do cheat meals. So like, I, I don't even know where that fits into the whole mix of things. Um, but for, for a lot of people, if, if we, if we looked at training, like how nutrition is set up and let's say you got someone who Monday through Friday, try to work out 30 times mm. workout 
they like went for hikes, they did runs, they lifted very sporadically. Like they did biceps on Monday morning and they did calves on Monday night. And then they did like chest on, yeah, you know, and it was just like, just all like hopper style, whatever. Yeah. yeah. The first thing you wouldn't do was, is to say like, Hey, let's, let's put in a spider curl on Wednesday because spider curls really work the peak of your biceps. And then maybe let's try to, to incorporate legs three times a week. Like you would, you'd be like, yo, the training is too much. Like there's yeah. too much happening. There's <laughs> yeah. too much noise. going on here. Yeah. How about we go to train three times a week? <laughs> yeah. Like why yeah. not put it all and sequester it into these like fine areas? You like training every day. Okay, cool. How about we just train once in that day yeah. instead of three times in that day? And we've, yeah. I mean, I've met those people. They're CrossFitters half the time, right? Um, yep. It's like, how yeah. about we bring it down? Because your goal is very specific and we need to put more energy in these other places. But we don't do that with nutrition. Like we see right. people again, like they're they're doing all of these things. And on the counting side of things, it's not to say, let me judge your food choices. Let's just count it. Yeah. Okay. You're eating, you're eating 12 times a day. That does that sound like a good idea if your yeah. goal is fat loss? Okay, great. Let's eat all the same things. Just eat them three times. Yeah. Don't even change your food choices. I just want you to eat them in a sitting. So eat your nuts, eat your five servings of trail mix. At some point, you're going to tell yourself like, this is a ridiculous amount of trail mix. Right. And I'm not going to eat it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and and those are the thoughts that come to people on their own without me ever telling them, hey, like, do you think that that like, that's not good or that's mm -hmm. too much or stop snacking, whatever the rule is that I want to put into place there. I, I made a post one time. Uh you know how the the posts that you think are like, man, this is a good one. Good job, self. And you're like, yeah. And then you post it up and it's like your aunt likes it. And like me or like one of your colleagues that you can tell is just looking at it. And, and you're like, okay, that did not go over how I thought. But then the opposite, like posts that you really didn't expect much from are like the mm -hmm. bangers and, and they get reshared. Yep. I made a post one time about, you know. If your dog's overweight and you brought your dog to the vet, do you think your your vet is going to be like, oh, so here's what we're going to do? It's the it's the carbs, so we're going to go uh, we're going to go full key or just whatever. Like, do you think they're going to say something really specialized, or to your point, are they going to say, well, how many times a day are you feeding your dog? Mm -hmm. Okay, four times. Let's cut that back to three times with no emphasis on the amount. Or okay, well, here's this diet food. No, it's just let's move to three times. And maybe the next question on the next visit would be, well, how often are you walking your dog? None. Let's start with 10 minutes a day. You know, uh, it's never anything like super complicated, but we mm -hmm. love to do that for our, but anyway, I made a post something along the lines of that. And they, like, everyone was like, Oh God, I never thought of it like that. Thank you. And I'm like, don't credit me. Like I've, someone else said that like in our mm -hmm. industry. And I thought it was like, dang, it's so simple, but it's so, so true. Um, and as you keep, you know, talking about sort of the same thing it's not so much like what's coming in or what you're actually tracking within that but just like your goal is to lose fat you've gained fat because of excess eating let's just count the amount of times a day you're eating mm -hmm. and then arrive at our own assumptions you know okay i'm still overly full i've still not lost any weight i'm still eating 17 times a day what mm -hmm. is the natural next step any number less than 17 would probably be a good start right <laughs> and it, it's not Maybe I, maybe someone hates me for this. It's not prioritized protein. That's not the next step. If someone's eating 17 times a day, right? Like they're making, they're making choices. 
that lead them to eat 17 times a day. Maybe prioritized protein is something that that's in there, but the the choices that they're making are probably misaligned with what's actually happening. Yeah. At least like the questions that I end up asking is like, all right, great. What's your problem? What are you trying to solve? When you when you're snacking, what's happening? Are you hungry? Okay, they need a meal. Yeah. Are you stressed? Did snacking solve you being stressed momentarily? Maybe it did. I'm not saying that it didn't. It might have. Right. Did it solve it permanently? No. Okay, then do something to solve your stress. Yeah. But if you still want to eat while you're stressed, eat a meal. Right. <laughs> I'm not telling you to not eat, I'm not telling yeah. you to even avoid it. I'm just saying like solve your problem and eat meals. Yeah. That that feels like a much better approach to like, you know, then then me saying, let me try to help you calculate your perfect protein allotment for the day and then figure out how you get, you know, 20 grams of of carbs, 50 grams of protein and 10 grams of fat from your lasagna that you made because right. you've macroed out this perfect recipe for the family. <laughs> it's like that already sounds stressful to me to try to figure that out. I'm like, I'm not a parent yet. Yeah. But I'm sure that, you know, you probably get some parent, some parents that come in. Yeah. And if the first thing that they need to figure out how to do is get their food in and also feed their family, man, you it's already stressful trying to figure that out by itself before I so, even start tracking any of that. So I used to go there with people, right? Like I used to take a lot of those steps and say, yeah, well, you know, just do it now so that you can learn it. And, and, you know, even if you don't retain all of this, you're going to retain a good bit of it. And so your default mode will have been now how I coach is, well, can you see doing that long-term? Is that something you're willing to stay doing like mm -hmm. pretty much indefinitely? No. Okay. Then it's probably not worth really putting, like there's some things, right? If there's obvious gaps in knowledge or deficit, like skills that are, they're going to need, let's teach you that. But like, I don't know anyone that wants to make a dinner separate than their families forever. I don't know, right. you know, like there's certain things like that, that there's probably other things in the day that we can leverage to where that's not that critical. And if it is, mm -hmm. we should probably really reevaluate like bigger picture, you know, yeah. things. Um, yeah. I, I love, I love, I love being able to just, again, be practical with it. Yeah. Let's, let's be practical, please. Yeah. <laughs> Cause for most people, like for most of us, again, outside of like a stage competitor, it doesn't take as much as I feel like people think that it does. It, it's literally mm -hmm. just like the the low low cost, high yield, like the that stuff. How do we take? Okay, you're eating ten times a day. You move to six or seven, and over the course of the next six months, you have lost thirty pounds. Mm -hmm. You've shrunk mm -hmm. out of all your clothes. You you are more self confident confident that you can ever remember for the first time since you know high school graduation you don't aspire to weigh less like you've really changed things like do you need to go further only you can answer that but probably not like right mm -hmm. now you're you're in this really 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 good place so we didn't zoom in far at all and look at how far you got so like right all that is still there for the taking later if you decide you need to use any of it but look mm -hmm. at what you just did without using any of it exactly that's a, that's a good spot to be yeah, don't do not bog yourself down with if a client never needs to know biomechanics, do right. like do they need to know that the Krebs cycle pushes out to ATP? <laughs> no, like right. probably not. Why why did we zoom in so much for them yeah. to understand that? Yeah. For my own for my own ego, maybe. Yeah. But like 
I, if, if you never know, if you never know the actual grams of protein breakdown in a chicken breast, I'm fine. What I would like you to know is how much chicken you should have on your plate. Right. Because that's what you're going to eat. Yep. When you go to a restaurant and you look at the menu and it says eight ounces of steak. Oh yeah. I know I'm supposed to have about six to eight ounces of steak yeah. in a meal. Okay, great. Awesome. Is it six? Is it eight? Oh, who, who cares? It's out in yeah. the wash. It's totally fine. Yeah. It's like, what is the end goal of the thing that you're learning? Right. What was the, uh, there was some famous, famous, famous product when I was with stronger you and it was just macros or bust. And it was, uh, I, I think it was Lenny and Larry's cookies. Mm. Mm-hmm. Cause it, it was, everyone was logging one thing. And it was actually double that. And so yeah. it was, this yeah, they got a huge, whole lawsuit about it. Yeah. <laughs> it was like this huge fallout and everyone was like, Oh my God, no wonder there was. And I tried to explain like, well, it's been a constant. So like mm-hmm. tracking isn't the end goal. A perfect day in my fitness pal was not the end goal. That was totally. a means to an end. You accounting for what was coming in. So like mm-hmm. because it's been a constant, it actually matters almost nil, right? Your body's mm-hmm. been accustomed to it. Um, And I tried to explain that, but that like highlights, like you're not tracking for the soul of being this perfect robotic tracker with, you know, this many perfect days in my fitness pal. That's right. just giving you insight that you need to, you know, toward a, a bigger goal. And so- correct. Work on the bigger goal, only zoom in to the point where Lenny and Larry's nutrition label being 100% accurate actually matters when you need to. You That may not ever really be a thing, you know? I think I think we run into that issue, and I've said this a couple times, where we fall into this like Tetris game with mm-hmm. macronutrients, yeah. right? Where you're like trying to create the perfect macro breakdown of all of these different ingredients to this thing. I usually will will talk through people when we get to macros. I'll give them like, okay, well, you want to eat four meals a day. We've already structured this. We're already doing that. Okay, you you need to get 200 grams of protein every day. That means there's 50 grams of protein in your meals. You're probably eating two times your body weight and carbs. It probably means there's also about, you know, 50. Actually, let's just call it 50 just to make it simple. So 50 grams of protein, 50 grams of carbs, 20 grams of fat in that meal. Figure out what your regular day-to-day things that your regular day-to-day foods look like that kind of fit that category. Breakfast might be some eggs. You're going to add some egg whites. It might be eggs and a protein shake. Don't feel the need to like, feel like you need to eat 13 eggs in breakfast, (laughs) right? Right. Have a protein shake, have two eggs, two English muffins and some cheese. Like that is super, that's a super simple way to go about it. That's practical versus like, I look like a bodybuilder, like shoveling down egg whites, you know, into my face. Um, But then when, like, when you start to figure out, okay, these are the normal things that I eat because most people have them, then everything becomes that. Yeah. Like if I go out to eat and I normally have protein, veggies, starch, I go to, I'll go to like a, we were, we were talking about like, you know, like Portuguese food in general. Oh yeah. I'm going to get a pork leg. Like if it's on the menu, it's going to happen. Yeah. I'm going to get some potatoes on the side. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to get some veggies and I just know the fat got blown out, but yep. how do I track it? 50, 50, 20. Yeah. Moving on. Like yeah. <laughs> it's done. It's check. Yeah. I, I ate till I was full. I'm, yep. I understood that it was probably a little bit higher and understanding is all that I need to do. Stressing yeah. about it isn't going to concern. It's not a cheat meal. It's just what right. it was. It was a Tuesday night. 
maybe it was with friends, maybe it was with my wife. We were having a good time and I didn't necessarily like use it as an excuse to say, okay, well now let me go get three drinks. Let me also have the pastel de nata. Let me, <laughs> let me like, you know, f- yeah. figure out, oh, there's a Dolce de Leche place down the street. Yeah. yeah. Let me figure out how I can like the keep this ball have, rolling. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 This, this idea of like, and I try to let people know like, Hey, you, if you've at least stayed within somewhat of the parameters, you had a meal. Okay, great. Check the box and move on. Yeah. Like don't don't make yourself this like hot mess over the situation. Yeah. And trying to like, okay, well, if I pull calories from here and if I move things over there and if yeah. I, you know, jump through all of these hoops, then I can have everything that I want. Also, like you probably won't be able to have everything that you want in that right. sitting. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like what, what problem are you trying to solve? Are you hungry? Right. Cookie's not going to solve that. Yeah. That's a dangerous game. And I think that's kind of where getting too rigid with tracking leads is you play this borrowing game and, and sure. Okay. I saw what dinner added up to. So there goes breakfast for tomorrow. Cause now I got to try to, you know, uh, play the game of averages and then tomorrow rolls around and you're super, super, super hungry. And, Oh, I guess I ate a little breakfast. Okay. So now I'm going to borrow from, okay, no, I don't want to only borrow from lunch. So lunch and dinner will be smaller mm-hmm. and you do that. And then you wake up that, that third day and you have a hard leg workout and you're just rat and you're just forever borrowing and compensating. And, you know, it's like oversteering and then like I'm driving on black ice is the analogy I use. Like you're never actually coming back to center. And at that point it's like, Am I just too zoomed in? Like, do I need to be this, um, like, to, for you to eat that delicious Portuguese meal you describe? If you're doing mm-hmm. most of the right things most of the time, like mm-hmm. if, if overall you're doing pretty good, that meal is totally inconsequential in the grand scheme of things, right? Oh, it's, absolutely. It's memories made with your wife. It's a freaking great meal. And then it's back to your norm. And it's for tracking not, purposes, it was 50, 50, 20. There it is. There it That's is. That's what it was. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I even, I like tracking. I love it. I think it's Mm -hmm. great. I think more people should probably do it personally. I think how it's presented is restrictive. Yeah. Like there needs to be some, in my mind, at least some bridge from looking at numbers to being aware, Mm -hmm. right? Like being aware of how much you're eating. Because you can easily, someone's like, I'm eating well, I'm eating healthy. And they're not losing the weight that they want to lose. It's like, okay, well, let's start tracking. And starting to track almost opens up this floodgate of things for them. They're like, oh, well, you know, I've never done this before. Like, oh, I didn't realize I was having this much. And if they go back to just eating the same stuff that they were eating, just like, oh, now I use a little less oil when I'm cooking. I choose a slightly leaner cut of meat. I think that's a great way to go about tracking and using it. And some people may do that forever because I know some bakers, like anytime I, I work with people in food, I'm like, there's yeah. a food scale in your kitchen. Yep. You use recipes all the time. When yep. I find recipes, I like things in grams because I I, yeah. I personally think it's much more accurate. Like I get a better product at the end of the day, but no one, no one in a kitchen is sitting down like, Oh, it says 150 grams of flour, but there's 160 in here. Let me mm-hmm. scoop out a little. Let's like start there. over. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I, I try to put that from the front end. It's like, listen, it says this when you're tracking, like, this is what we're looking for, yep. but do not try to be accurate 
to the like per, like accurate to the point of like I am on the gram because your scale's probably off. It doesn't really help you. Yeah. Get into the ballpark. Put it like do not pick grains of rice off of your plate. Please yeah. do not because no, that's not the don't goal take fish here. oil caps to round off your fat. I mean, I tell people. They're allowed to err. Like they have what? Is it 20%? Like a nutrition label. It's 20% like the, the label. Yeah. The day you think is the perfect day. Like it feels good. And like, I understand that, but like, mm -hmm. it's not technically perfect. And so don't make that your goal. But um, also your body isn't, isn't perfect right. either. It's right. it's going to your, there's going to be variations. 150 calories a day is probably not going to do anything right. to your, to your body. Your body is going to compensate for it. It's going to move a little less. It's like it moved a little more, whatever it might be. So you have 20% in the label and let's call it 20% and just how your body moves on a regular basis, 10% and how your body yeah. moves on a regular yeah. basis. No, absolutely. That That's a decent amount of fluctuation in the day of stuff. Like I, I think to worry about, it goes to, kind of goes against what I said earlier, but to worry about the cream that you put in your coffee, not right. necessarily, but it's not the cream. It's not about the cream. It's that- you had a hundred calories of cream and then you also had 10 other hundred calorie things Yeah, during the day. You yeah. ate a thousand calories over, right? Yep. Some, I think some simple awareness around those things starts to make a lot of sense for people. Yep. You know, like they, I have people who are tracking and they'll say, well, I tracked my meals out. I'm like, well, how many times are you eating out? Four. Cool. I'm glad you tracked your meals out. It's absolutely inaccurate. Any meal out you eat is probably 1,500 calories. Just call it that. I don't care what yeah. you ate. It's 1,500. Yeah. 2,000 if you had a really good meal out. Yeah. Because yeah. it was only good because it was covered in butter. Yeah. <laughs> Just because you found an entry that had 200 calories for that same yeah. thing doesn't mean that's what... Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Your four slices of pizza came up to 1,000, 1,200 calories, whatever it was. But you had the like decent slices. You went to like the really good restaurant. Yeah. It's it's 2,000 calories. Like yeah. that's what you ate. And that's that's fine if you got 2,000 calories to spend on that right. four times a week. Mm -hmm. But most people don't. No. Right? And and I think like that's where probably like, again, the tracking neuroticism is like, ah, I need to figure out what's in all of this stuff. It's like, well, well, no, you just have to have a broad idea of what's in it yeah, to make sure that you're hitting like health ballparks. You know, I yeah. think tracking is really helpful for that piece of things. And then understand like what's driving your particular behaviors, because eating out is probably not something that you want to do that aligns with your values five times a week. Right. Almost it does. Some people it does. And that's totally fine. Um, yeah. But for the folks that it doesn't, it's like, well, are you prepared at home? Are you eating out right. because you don't have a cooked meal at home? How can we make it simple? I've been talking about these like Kevin's. It's like literally on my, <laughs> it's, is it going to come up? No, it's not. But I can kind of uh, see it. Is yeah, it like, these, is it shelf stable? Yeah. These like pre-made. Yeah. No, it's not shelf stable. It goes in the fridge, but it's, oh, okay. um, they make all of these like pre-made. Yeah. It's Mongolian style beef. I think it's their number one thing. Um, but these like pre-made foods, these pre-made meats, whatever it might be they're they come in these sous vide packages. So they oh, stay yeah. in the, they can stay in the fridge for months Dang. and they're great. We've come a really long way for like what's possible and what's practical for people. You know, like one of the one of the rules, I say rules loosely that I have for folks coming in is to prepare most of your meals at home. Yeah. M most being if you're eating three times a day and it's 21 times that you're eating in the week, like 
maybe like 15 to 20 yeah. of those would be great to make it home. Um, but I realized that that was lost in translation for some people because they heard made it home and thought made from scratch. I was like, no, no, go, go get yourself a Costco card yeah. um, or, you know, go to your local grocery store and find things that are, that are going to last a really long time in the fridge or easy to put together into meals, rice, vegetables, meat, potatoes, and just have those things on hand so that you can put together a decent meal at home in whatever version of a meal you want. You want some soup and you need some chicken. Costco has hand pulled rotisserie chicken breast that you yeah. can add to any soup meal. And that's, that was one of the things that I was thinking about as you were talking about like family stuff and having a separate meal. It's like, don't, don't have a separate meal, have a protein shake on top of your lasagna right have you know your chicken your pulled chicken breast add it to you're having taco night you might need to have some pulled chicken breast in a couple of your tacos yep. while everyone else has the 85 20 85 15 ground beef yep. and that's that's totally fine i don't think that that leads you to like having steamed vegetables and and tuna <laughs> Yeah. Like yeah. Like I had grilled yeah. <laughs> I had grilled chicken while everyone else had arancinis. Um, you know, it's like have yeah, like you also Marinate, probably yeah. want to marinate your... in your own tears. <laughs> you don't gotta do that. Yeah, you have to add salt. Um, yeah, you also want your family to eat healthy too. So like there's a there's a conversation there of like bringing it in. It's like, oh well, everyone's had pizza. It's like so they had pizza on Friday night. They had fried chicken on Sunday. They had macaroni and cheese on Monday. Do you want your family to be healthy? Like, yeah. maybe, yeah. like maybe, maybe like bring them into the mix a little bit. Well, it's an interesting thing. Me as a parent of a middle schooler and, ele and an elementary schooler, and just, I would say most of my uh, people I work with are parents as well. Mm -hmm. But I'm very guilty of the quote that I hear so often. Um, like if I, if if someone's complaining about, uh, you know, I'm not seeing, if I get to looking or asking about certain things, and I'm like, well, what you know, what do you think there is to like, what's a good focus area for this week based on, well, I keep finishing, you know, I buy these cheese balls for my kids, or it's the damn Dino Nuggets, and if they leave them on the plate, I always finish them, mm -hmm. and I say, okay, like, do you, why do you, you know? Do your kids need those? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I always mm -hmm. get them for the kids. I always get the cheese balls for the kids. The kids need those. Do they need those? Do they need mm -hmm. the cheese balls? Like what is what is even a cheese ball? Like let's break a cheese ball down. Like they're cool and kids love them, but mm -hmm. a lot of the things that we kind of like, oh, yeah, no, our kids definitely need those. Like, okay, so five dinners a week are microwave chicken nuggets for your kids. Are we like any vegetables coming? Any are, like how much nourishing are we doing for anyone in our family? Because mm -hmm. if we can stand to gain improvement or health by making X, Y, Z changes, mm -hmm. our kids probably, our spouse, pro like everyone mm -hmm. kind of has nothing to do with weight. But like from a, a, a health nourishment standpoint, like the same things that are going to make a difference for you, probably everyone in your household can benefit from. Um and it doesn't been, have to suck. It doesn't have to be like no. really, really just horrible tasting food. That's a choice. Yeah. But there's other choices that everyone would actually probably enjoy together. I've been guilty of the whole, okay, I'm going to track my macros now. So I need to fill these buckets and I'm going to fill it with whatever like makes sense. I'm going to scan yeah. all this stuff in, yep. put it to the proportions. And I think right now, and I mean, for, for those who are listening that this might be a helpful approach to kind of take, it's... And it's been working for 
a lot of folks who have been coming in. It's eat meals, eat better meals, track meals that you've eaten. And when you do it in that order, right, you end up one, creating some things that you actually enjoy. Like don't, don't sit down and say like, I, I love the idea of eat foods that you enjoy, but don't sit down and think like, I'm going to go from eating just everything on the go 13 times a day to being this like ultimate tracker who's now in <laughs> shape. And you can do that, but doing that's going to probably create some issues on the back end. Right. But if you tell someone who literally eats a very similar breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day, and they're, I'm not saying that they're eating anything, like they're eating anything really healthy. Don't even, we didn't even talk about healthifying. When I say better, I don't mean healthifying. I mean, use better ingredients, um, use, like actually put foods that make sense that go together. If you yeah. typically go to Starbucks and you get a bacon, egg, and cheese, I'm saying go get croissants from the grocery store get bacon from the grocery store, get eggs from the grocery store. It's going to take you less time than driving to Starbucks to yep. make a bacon, egg, and cheese at home. And it's going to yep. taste 10 times better. And it's right. going to cost less money. Yep. Make your lunch at home. Does it have to be a salad? No, it can be a sandwich. It can be, man, I've made some good steak sandwiches with a good like, like mayo aioli. Make it with full fat mayo. Yeah try to make mayo one time. If you're like, I'm curious what's in it. <laughs> like try to do all these things before you decide to go and say, I'm now going to track all of this stuff Yeah. because you'll realize one, a lot of the extra ingredients that people just add to stuff aren't really necessary. Yeah. It's Only a lot of reason, filler. A lot yeah. Of filler. It's like, like why is a sweet green salad? 900 calories. Like they just <laughs> add a bunch of stuff to it. If you make a salad at home, like it's kind of difficult to get it to 900 calories. And when you do yeah. it for the first time, you're like, I don't know why I would ever put that much dressing on my salad. Uh, yeah. But you know, when you, when you start to to do all these things on your own, you're like, okay, this is what I like. This is what I enjoy. And this is the kind of recipe and template that I'm following. It makes it 10 times easier to start to track those things yeah. because you're like, I'm just, I want to make it the same. All I'm telling you to do is put a food scale underneath what you're making. Yeah. I love that. Dude, that's a really, really, really good approach. Like, I was saying, okay, so I started up um, yesterday was day one back, back working with the coach myself, Yeah, right, right out of the gates, eating out mm -hmm. easiest thing for me to, to kind of like get back under uh, my wife's working like a, um, a really like kind of jacked up schedule right now. The days are weird. The hours are weird. And so inevitably the evenings it's, it's me with the kids a lot. Mm -hmm. And so it's not for lack of wanting to cook for them. It's I'm inside all day. They're at school all day eating out is something to do. It gets us mm -hmm. out of the house together. Um, and it it's absolutely crazy the divide between what we would ever put on our plates at home mm -hmm. and what we would what is given to us. Um, and we feel obligation to eat all of it. And and mm -hmm. that's a whole other, I mean, you can go back and look at how you were brought up and how our parents were brought up and why we're told to finish what's on our plate. But like look at I love tacos. I think tacos are like the greatest thing ever. They're totally customizable. I love Dude, tacos. everything. Yeah. But like you go to a Mexican restaurant and you get like the, you get like two tacos, which are, you know, you can still do pretty well with. But then if you look at like, really look at like the serving or just the amount of like refried beans and rice. Like, can you imagine at home going, yeah, I'm gonna have a couple tacos. The mm. tacos would probably look pretty similar to the ones you get out. But would you give yourself like 45 pounds on your plate of refried beans and then feel obligated to eat it all? Probably not. So there's Again, pr 
right practicality right of it all yeah yeah, yeah. even and I, sorry i didn't mean to interrupt but like i just had this conversation with a client who's traveling he's a musician so he's traveling he's on the road yeah and i was like so one of the things I need you to do, like one, you're not going to go and track everything meticulously in the restaurant, but ask for what you want. Yeah. And it's a, it, it brings it back to a conversation. It's like, well, what do you want? Yeah. Like have what you want and ask for what you want. Yeah. But you've been given a menu with 10 options and you're just like, I'm going to choose that one because it sounds good. Yeah. Right. It's like you're in a Mexican restaurant. I need eight ounces of meat veggies and tortillas yep i've i spent six months in mexico you can go anywhere and get that because yeah. they literally they're not going to build it for you some of the times like you're just you, you'll get your stuff build it yourself yeah. like sit down and ask for li literally anything on the menu that you want they got a grill yeah. right i want you to grill my meat yep. and i want some sauteed veggies and i want all the toppings on the side and i'm going to sit down here and just like piece my tacos together yeah. Eating with your hands also, I think, improves satiety in some aspect. At least like that was one of the realizations. No, it's, that yeah, I had it slows you down. Last, it, yeah. it lets you observe things before they're all jammed together and, and kind yeah. of like Yeah, I, I totally, totally, totally agree. Um so sorry, I, 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 tell didn't, people, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. Yeah. No, dude, this is all good. Like I tell people, like that menu is like recommendations. It's like their common go-to's and the chefs make it all day long, but like right. they have everything. They probably have things that are not like it let, don't ask for anything like super outlandish. Don't ask for like the Chilean sea bass at Arby's. They're probably not going to have it. But like yeah. within reason, they are more than happy to accommodate because they're probably also going to charge a premium. Like, oh, yeah, we could bring you out that. You're going to pay 15 bucks for that. Absolutely. You want two mm -hmm. orders? And then, you know, you were intentional. You got the thing you wanted. Mm -hmm. you, you didn't, you know, just, well, yeah, I would never otherwise order that. But I see it's, you know, on the menu. Let me get that. And then who knows what's in it. You didn't really want it to start with. Um, totally. Being, being intentional and like ordering things that way. Very underrated. <laughs> yeah. Half the time, I think you still get exactly what you wanted. Yeah. Like you get all of the enjoyment out of it. Um, yep. I think so, someone else said this and I made a post about it that, that did really well where it's like the enjoyment in the party or in the event came from the first margarita, not from the yeah. third, the fourth yeah. or the fifth. Yep. There's a song about that. Plug it somewhere. <laughs> probably. There's probably a few different versions of that song. Yeah. Right. So it's 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 like, well, how much of it did you need? And that's probably the, the truth for any kind of indulgent food item. Like mm -hmm. the first the first two Oreos did like hit your Oreo fix. The yeah. first two Oreos also created a craving for more Oreos. Dude, and it's trying to realize all the way. That, it's that, trying to realize that's... the difference. Yeah. Yeah, that, totally. That, that that's why I always like plate your food, especially going into the holidays. Don't mm -hmm. hover, don't stand over the buffet, don't stand up. Like let yourself see on a plate what your choice looks like. But like Oreos especially, any of those mm -hmm. treats, right? That that like don't sit down on the couch with the sleeve of Oreos and say, I'm just gonna stop it too. You probably won't. Sit down with mm -hmm. two Oreos and and create, you know, okay, now you have to get back up. But going back to the, the the custom ordering, I wouldn't even call it custom ordering. It's just literally ordering what you want. If there's anyone listening, because mm -hmm. I realize social settings when we're doing something new to us are when we are most likely to kind of like, eh, let me just fade back into doing what everyone else is doing. Mm -hmm. what, what I tell people all the time, the idea of ordering what you actually want or ordering like a la carte custom ingredients um, probably intimidates some people. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you're out with a group of people, order first. You were you will probably not order like that if everyone else has already ordered like whatever is on the menu. But like mm-hmm. if you order first, you don't have to worry about falling in line with everyone else or doing what they're doing. But like you're getting what you wanted, and you don't have to feel pressured by whatever anyone else ordered. Um, same with people with drinks. If if you're trying to to cut back on drinking or not drink, drink less, whatever. Mm-hmm. Order your drink first. Get your Diet Coke. You know, mm-hmm. if, if you wait to be the last one, you're not going to want to order food differently from everyone else, and you're probably going to make whatever drink choice they made. So mm-hmm. that's kind of more of an aside. But I no, I I love that because I again, it's it's the practicality, right? Like people are still going to eat out. What what can you do while you're eating out? One, going back to all or nothing. Don't be all or nothing about it. Don't yeah. be the weirdo who orders. I'm call you a weirdo that orders a a lettuce wrap cheeseburger. <laughs> like you're at a cheeseburger you you actively went to a cheeseburger place you had a moment in time where if someone was going to make a choice and do something different you went to five guys or whatever you could have like said hey can can we go to chipotle yeah instead can we yeah. go over here can like you had time to input you're at a cheeseburger place you're kind of just get a cheeseburger at that point yeah. but if you're if you're looking at the menu you don't have to get like steamed vegetables and boiled chicken breast (laughs) that I I understand why that might feel weird if you're sitting at a table of people, but it doesn't mean that you have to get the chicken and waffles either. Right. Right. There's something in the middle, like the steak and potatoes is totally fine. Like, Hey, just let them know. Um, can you keep the oil kind of short? I'm watching my cholesterol, whatever you, whatever you need to say to make it like feel good. You know, again, you don't have to take it to the extreme of, I'm going to get the healthiest thing on this menu and the salad is not it. Yeah. Because the salad half the time is the same calories as the burger that you were going to pick up. And right? I think this feeds back to the buy the ingredients, make it at home. You will have a much better understanding of mm-hmm. like then when you go out into one of those settings and you have no idea what is worth what. If you've if you've made it yourself before, you'll have a much 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 better understanding yeah. and you'll realize Mm-hmm. Okay, that burger with that much cheese and that much bacon. Yeah, that's going to pack mm-hmm. a lot of calories versus this chicken sandwich of some sort or this fish. Or yeah. this, like you'll know, you'll also just know what you like. You'll know yeah. what you actually enjoy, right? Yeah. Because the person who knows what they like, yeah, they're going to get the double cheeseburger with like Gouda. And you're like, why did you? That's not even on the menu. Yeah. It's like, well, how did you know that that was a thing? Oh, because I make this at home all the time. Yeah. Gouda on cheeseburg, whatever it is, like it just tastes better. The pull yeah. is amazing. <laughs> um, yeah. But like, why does that not translate over to a healthy space? And I think it's because of how we think about health. Yeah. Like we think of it as restrictive yep. versus like, well, no, I just have a preference. Mm-hmm. I have a healthy preference that I'm going to make here. Yeah. I make salmon at home. Salmon's not a healthy fish. It's a fish yep. that I like eating. Yeah, Quinoa might be delicious to someone. Noki is amazing. Hey, Noki's on the menu. Let, let's throw it on there. If I want yeah. a slightly like, maybe it's in a cream sauce. Hey, can I have it in a red sauce? Yeah. You literally changed nothing. You didn't go the route of saying, hey, can I have uh, can, can I have the salmon Noki, but can you swap the Noki for cauliflower? And can you also like just steam the cauliflower? And this, like, again, you don't have to yeah. go to the extreme of like, yeah, I'm yeah. going to change absolutely everything. But a simple yeah. switch is like, hey, red sauce instead of cream sauce. 
that that feels pretty good. How yeah. many calories is it? Doesn't really matter. It's less. Right. Right. It's less. And it's especially so like the word I threw out the term, whatever, because I think of it all the time, but like the incidence rate, right? The less you're eating out, mm-hmm. you can probably work in more tasty things. You know, if right. you're eating out twice this week instead of six times, all other things equal and all your choices at home are looking much, much better. Those two instead of six times, you can probably get things that are a little bit higher calorie and still come in lower over the course of the week because it's four less incidences of doing yeah. it. Um, and it's also think, just super expensive to eat out anymore. Man, I mean, it yeah. might be skewed for me because like we're no, it is four, but it's like across the board. Frig, it's like a hundred dollars to go like that's somewhere not even good, and you're like McDonald's. It's like six dollars <laughs> at home. What are we doing? Yeah, um, absolutely. <laughs> No, you're 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 told you're totally right. You're absolutely right. Um, there, there's also again back to what you're saying about tracking and it kind of creating some issues for people down the line. Yeah. I think it's how they've gone about looking at their food. It almost made the foods that they enjoy look bad when it doesn't fit this particular amount. You said, yeah. "Hey, I need your meal to be. You need to hit this much protein in the day," and they had a meal. Mm-hmm. That was void of protein. That meal now becomes a bad meal. Yeah. Because it doesn't have as much protein as they need. Which is, but, yeah, which is, is funny because certain things, like I can think of a lot of really great meals that don't have a lot of protein. Um, and mm-hmm. I can see why you almost have hesitance to like whatever we were talking about when you said, I don't know that increasing protein would, you know, really be the next step. That became like the cool thing, mm-hmm. like, like donuts. What an amazing food. Why do we need protein donuts? Why can't you just go we eat don't. your favorite donut and then drink a we protein don't. shake? Do why not ruin... healthify donuts. Yeah, like it's it's just not necessary. So why why do we do that to everything? Like is nothing sacred? Why can we leave donuts alone? Well, that that example comes up in every probably every coaching call that I make because it's it's one that I'm I love donuts. I've traveled the world for donuts. Some yeah. of the best donuts are in um Seminyak. Okay. Where is that? It's in, it's in Bali. (laughs) Wow. That is not where I would think. What kind of, what what was their deal? How did they? Dude, they had this, uh, this, they had this oregano mozzarella donut that was life-changing, life-changing. It was amazing. Um, but yeah, I love, I love a good donut, but what, you know, when I'm talking to people and they're like, they're communicating with me, Hey, I made a mistake. I ate a donut. My question isn't like, well, how many calories was it? Did you weigh it out? Did you macro it? Did you account for it? I'm like, where did you get a donut from? Yeah. It's like Duncan. Like that's where you made a mistake. You got it from yeah, Duncan. Yeah. That's a no. crappy donut. Yeah. Let's talk about value. Let's talk about value reward. Like, was it good? And they're like, yeah. no, not really. Yeah. Like, All right, great. Where are you located? You're in Boston. I got I got six different donut shops that you can go to right yeah. now. Go get yourself a really good donut. Um, by the way, if you're in Boston, you if you're in Boston, Square... you shouldn't be eating donuts. You should be getting malasadas from somewhere near where I grew up and eating. Some okay. Big... Yeah. Come on. Come on. <laughs> but, but if you're about the, if you're about that donut life, union square donut is amazing. Okay. Blackbird donut is amazing. Um, there's, there's just, you know, every major city has like some really great donut yeah, yeah. shops. Yeah. And so I'm like, well, go get that donut. Is it the same price? No, it's probably triple the price. But it's also like much better tasting. Dude. And and so that like it tracks across multiple. It's like the people, again, we're coming up on the holidays and you have someone that's been 
eating a little bit less and being a lot more mindful and whatever it is. And they're like, Oh, I'm in this really good place, but I always go back for Thanksgiving and I already feel guilty because my, my grandmother makes the best fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. It's like, listen to what you just said. Once a year, you get to share that, that like love, right? It's this special, special thing that you look forward to all year. Why would you possibly restrict that? Like, why wouldn't you just go all the work that we're doing all year long? I would say you've more than earned and it's not about earning, but like, Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. that's that is a total non-factor right like yeah. if if originally you were 50 pounds heavier it's not because of your once a year special thing that your grandmother makes that racked up 50 pounds right like mm-hmm. that's the work we've been doing go enjoy the thing eat the good donut steer yeah. clear of duncan it's yeah like same thing just different widget right like, well maybe maybe that leads into like the thing that I'm trying to get from tracking is to create a decision make, making matrix like how do you go about making choices? I think more people come in realizing that I haven't made a single choice for myself about food all week. I've eaten what I've been given. I've eaten what I've been suggested. I have to go on Google maps in order to figure out where my next meal is coming from. Like I've maybe made one choice, but I even going through the drive-through at Starbucks, I'm just looking at what looks good. There's not, that's not a choice. I've been given suggestions as to what I'm going to eat. Yeah. And and we think we have no choices. We think we're right. so limited. And then we try to limit ourselves even more because, well, I'm ballooning. So I have to further limit yeah. myself. If we can just start making a choice, yeah. I think more people make better choices when given the power to make a choice. Yeah. But they have to figure out like, well, what's important? What's valuable? Yeah. You mentioned a date night with your wife. That's one of the things that I try to get to people all the time. I'm like, do you have a date night? Do yeah. you have a day that you just like you you cherish? not because it's your cheat day. Cause I think that that's dumb. Like, why are you so restrictive with your diet that you can't just have a cookie when you want a cookie? Yeah. But also like, don't try to be, you have a wedding coming up, eat, have a good time. That's a valuable moment in life that you don't get back. Right. Have a Friday date night. Those are valuable moments that you won't get back. That Friday date night doesn't get better with five margaritas. In fact, it might get worse. Ooh. So also figure out like, well, what is the, what is the reward of the situation? Like the value reward, like how important is it to me and how yeah. much of it do I need to actually get what I want out of the situation? Yeah. All right. You go to a fancy burger restaurant, the one that you really like, go get the good burger. You didn't need the side of fries, the order of wings to start and the three drinks at the back end. You really just wanted the burger. Yeah. All right. Again, the donut. You might need three Krispy Kreme donuts to suffice your need of that one $3.50 donut from the best donut shop in the city. And you're like, man, this was good. So good that I'd rather share it with someone. Yeah. Versus what? just like sit in a corner and like lick my fingers at the end. So that place in Indonesia, you said Bali? It was Bali. Yeah. Um. So it, like, is that the most delicious thing you've ever eaten in, in terms of like, let's call it desserts or treats? Like is no, no. What, so what, what is your absolute favorite? Like if, if, if all like, if everything was worth the exact same and you could only eat one thing the rest of your life, like what is the most delicious thing? I'm Jamaican and I love Jamaican food. Um, 100%. So oxtail yeah. is probably it. I'm actually gonna, I've looked up a recipe from, for some oxtail beef patties. Um, Sweet. I'm going to have to post it when it, when it happens. Well, I know, dude, I know we have, um, what is the place called? There's a place by the oceanfront. There's a Jamaican place. Mm. I know we have, well, if, if you fancy a trip to Virginia beach, we can go explore some of those, but um, I will, I'll have to, I'll have to make it up there. 
so this might translate really poorly, but where I was going with that is like, dude, a good cinnamon roll is like as good as it gets to me. But then break that down. If it's a really, really big one, I don't know that the 10th bite of it is going to be as emphatic. And really, we all know it's that mm-hmm. middle piece. It's like mm-hmm. where it all comes together. And that's the best. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's where a lot of us get with with eating, especially eating out, is that we kind of just keep going with it because it just feels like the right thing to do. But really, mm-hmm. like the real enjoyment comes sort of upfront, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like early on. And but then that's- it's just extra. That's also what I'm saying when it comes to tracking. I look at it on a on a larger framework of it's not about tracking the macros in your donut. Yeah. Just about like, okay, well, let, let's just boil it down to how many macros is in it. And no, it's fine because it's only this many macros and you have an allotment for it. Yeah. I also don't want you to eat a donut that you didn't enjoy. Right. And I think a lot of people in tracking, they'll just fill in stuff yeah. that they don't actually want to eat, but because like it's supposed to be filled in here. Yeah. Like, and that's just like, what did you just have as a meal? Triscuits and chia seeds. It's like, that's a weird combination. Like, why, why'd you do yeah. that? So, so I, I already know, and I totally keep cutting you off and I apologize, man. Oh, no, you're like fine. I, I, I love I'll, this I'll back just, and forth. I'll I'm brain good. dump everything. You, based on everything you said, was there ever a point in your career where you would give anyone a meal plan? I probably lean toward meal plans now, but I still don't even start there. I have them develop their own. Yeah, so I yeah. I've never ever ever given meal plans, but I have a fellow right now that pretty much upfront he he let me know like what I need is to not have to think. I need instructions and re- correct just to be able to repeat. And mm-hmm. I said I explained to him all the reasons. Like I totally get what you're saying, and I'm not uh, like my intent is to not is not to in, like invalidate what you just said, but like I don't know what you like. And like, if I just picked like, Hey, these are, you know, macro friendly and this one's really filling it's potatoes and this, you know, here's your, I said, dude, like I stand just as much chance picking your favorites as if you were to make a meal plan for me, you would probably Mm -hmm. not pick my favorites. Mm -hmm. I hate seafood. Most people eat a lot of seafood when they're trying to eat more protein. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's so, so, so weird for him to feel like he has a choice or a say in how he's going to, to create his own quote unquote meal plan that he doesn't even really know where to begin and so Mm -hmm. you like i said well what i would like you to do i said it's impossible to do because now we're talking about it but like for your first week you're not eating toward any certain targets you're simply getting into the the habit of logging what you're eating just so the practice of tracking becomes a little bit more second nature and i said in a perfect world that would give us a true baseline of what's coming in but because you know why you're doing this you're going to start skewing things just a little bit and i said that's totally fine and I said, let me just get a feel for what you enjoy eating. Because even you answering right now, like on the spot, like, well, here's a list of proteins. What are your 10 favorite proteins? You're going to go, uh, and just randomly rattle off a few of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but like feeling like we have a say in the things, like there's no way this can work and I have a say in what I'm eating, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, yeah, absolutely. In fact, that's probably the only way it'll work, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um it's really, really interesting, like what most people think they need to do. And I don't know if it's a everyone posting their Tupperware on the gram or or what it is that mm-hmm. drives that. Yeah, yeah. That that's sure. actually a conversation that I've I've gotten into with a few people because that's what they think is necessary. They've gone to like step twelve. Yeah. It's like, well, we're we may never need to get there. Yeah. Like pre- actually, I think I wrote a post about this. Like prepping can simply be you making like thinking about your next meal. 
just let's think about it first. All right. Like, cool. Awesome. So I'm going to have this and this great. Let's, let's, let's put it in the app. Let's just, you know, throw it in. Cool. We've gotten a little bit further. Let's actually like next time you make lunch, instead of making one, make two. Oh, wow. Meal prep happened. And it didn't turn into 32 Tupperwares on a Sunday. It does not have to be exactly. It does not have to be your entire Sunday Mm -hmm. that we both damn well know you're going to throw out probably like maybe. Yeah, exactly. Like you're going to burn out two days into the exact same thing, or you're going to forget, or your friends are going to invite you out to wherever it's, it's just not realistic. That cooked Um, broccoli smells funky after day three, you know? (laughs) <laughs> like you know yeah, it it's anymore. rough and you can't pinpoint quite what it is you just get hit with a wave of it when you open the fridge mm-hmm. um but even to what you were saying about the like I, I know that there's a lot of things that are against meal plans today but also i'm going to define what i mean by a meal plan yeah. right because i would say giving someone macros for meals is a meal plan mm-hmm. because it's putting it's putting the structure around what's actually in that meal yeah Getting very specific and saying six ounces of tilapia, I think are ridiculous. Like that's ridiculous. Do not yeah, give yeah. people like, unless you're an RD that's out there, you know, giving someone something for some medical reason, like do not, you're a coach, don't give someone specific food items, but you might want to give them their first time tracking. Hey, have, have 200 grams of starch. Yeah. I don't care what starch you eat, but if you're tracking something for the first time and your idea of, uh, 70 grams of carbs is like, well, I had, I had this cookie and, uh, I had like three Triscuits and I had a little bit of juice. Yeah. And then I had, and that starts to get really, really frustrating for people yeah. when they need to think about it long-term. They're like, I can't do that long-term. No, but I already yeah. know like 10 people who are like, yeah, I can put, you know, a hundred grams of starch yeah. in every meal I have. That, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Like, oh, well, so what's the difference, Samaj? Like, but what if I eat rice versus potato versus fruit? It's like, I don't really care right now. Yeah. We might care later down the line, but that's where we get into like the actual coaching piece. You've yep. been eating rice. You want to lose more weight. Let's swap out for potatoes. Let's yep. swap out for, for watermelon. And in fact, if you're going to eat watermelon, double it. Yeah. Have a great time. And there's, there's, so like, do you step goals with everyone you work with or like if it makes sense for them, like leveraging neat? In yeah. Way? I mean, I track it. I track so, it as an important metric. Yeah. So it's like, ex- before you can even start, you have to I- explain like some later on things and you go, okay, here's what neat is. I'm half Portuguese. I talk with my hands a lot. It's usually the joke I make, right? Like I'm not moving thinking, all right, I got to stay burning calories during this recording. It's just this thing that happened. And so I explain totally. to people, you know, all about neat and, and, mm-hmm. You know, if I could tell you fold X amount of baskets and wash your car and do, you know, chores around the house, that would be ideal. But we can't do that. Most of us have a means of tracking our steps. So we track our steps. The thing I try to explain to them is the point at which you are going out and walking to hit a goal means it's not really neat. It's almost more exercise, even though it's and I realize that that gets very confusing to a newcomer. But it's sort of like that with food. Like the minute I begin making it so, so, so like you're doing it solely for the sake of doing it, mm-hmm. like playing macro Tetris. Mm-hmm. Would you ever otherwise normally be doing that? Like, so is there really value in doing that right now? Or can we zoom out a little bit and focus on things that probably matter more and have more staying power? So that's where I am with coaching now. Mm-hmm. Um, we've gone to the far extremes of rigidity. In some cases, it created really, really imp- 
impressive results for a very short mm-hmm. amount of time. But then I also saw the the staying power that most of that effort did not have. So it's like, let's find a better way. Because if we're going to put the effort in now, why not make sure it's also going to lend itself to like five years from now, you you staying much closer to wherever we get. Um, and that's sort of how my coaching has changed. Totally, totally. I mean, yeah. I think very, very similar to that. I I went the other, or at least like in a different aspect, I went the complete other end where I was seeing myself kind of hold people's hands mm-hmm. and them not making progress. Oh, dude. Yeah. And it was like, let me just, let me just figure out like how we make you feel like, oh, you want to fit into your favorite pants? Make, buy a new set of favorite pants mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we'll be good to go. <laughs> um, and it was like, well, okay. So people need to, need to make progress. Our, our current society is, is very overweight. Yeah. How do we, how do we get them there? And I do think that it's a combination of movement and nutrition, mm-hmm. but I, like, like you said, I don't think that it's in necessarily taking a very rigid approach to nutrition. Yeah. And I don't think the strategies are rigid, even though some of them lend themselves to more rigidity. Like yeah. I think a meal plan lends itself to someone being hyperly rigid. Yeah. But if you were to ask someone to write down or take a photo of their meals for a week, they follow a meal plan. Yeah. They have two eggs, an English muffin, two slices of bacon. They don't even, it's not even like the bacon varies and you could, you could vary the bacon, yeah. <laughs> but their life is set up where two slices of bacon fits really well in the pan and like having three in there, it makes it kind of crowded and yeah. too much oil to cook their eggs in. So they're yeah. like two slices of bacon. Lunch yeah. ends up being some salad and veggies or whatever. Maybe it's like a sub. Like I just yep. have a sub every day because I pass the spot on my way home. Um, and then dinner ends up being this family thing, but even that people aren't varying crazily throughout the week unless they're ordering out very regularly. Yeah. And that's the only time it's really varied, but, but it's still like pizza Friday. Yeah. Taco Tuesday, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's like, all right, great. If that's already happening, how do I almost reverse engineer that to be something different? Because it needs to fit into your environment. We haven't right. even touched on environment. And I think environment. Oh, like I've already thing. thought of like five other things that like even your like. Th- I don't even know what we're going to call this episode. It was all really good stuff. But I, I really think like. We need to just schedule another one ASAP. That Dude, will be absolutely. the second absolutely. one. But then I've also thought of like three other ones. Um, yeah. I mean, like <laughs> you're, you, you have to. And. It has to be able to, you have to be able to zoom out. You can't get stuck zoomed in on like, okay, well, I'm going to track everything religiously. Why are you tracking? Yeah. What is the end goal of tracking? And I'd I'd argue the end goal isn't to not track. The end goal is to be aware. Yeah. I want to be able to eyeball an amount of something. If I'm making pancakes, you've made someone who's really good at making pancakes has had someone who's like not really good at making pancakes. And it's like, man, you use too much flour. You didn't yeah. add enough of this. And it's like, is that a measurable amount of things that you can do? Yes, totally. Yeah. It's absolutely is. Yep. And and if you had someone measure the right amounts for a period of time, would they then develop the skill of just making it and not really ever thinking about it? We yeah. have those examples in our life. Your grandmother's lasagna is probably the same macros every single time if it tastes the same. Yeah. She knows like, mm, that was, it was supposed to be two pounds of cheese, but he only got one and three quarters. And yeah. like, she knows like, it's not going to taste right because of that. Yeah. 
But if we can like, if we can like do that with our own food, instead of using tracking as a way to manipulate the actual macronutrients, it's like, use it as a way to become aware about the meals you're eating, what's in those meals, but then bring it back. How do I make delicious meals? Right. Because we're stuck in this whole, how do I make healthy everything? How do I eat the most for the calories that I have? How do I make like these, these protein cupcakes have 45 grams of protein. I don't want protein from my cupcake. Yeah. Have your cupcake and have a protein shake. And I think like every one of these things, like you can even zoom out like healthifying things or Mm -hmm. even in the context of someone that has a lot of weight to lose. Like someone checked in with me earlier and she started with an apology and she was like, coach, I chose this weekend to just not track and I just gave myself a break and I knew going like Friday, I I decided I was just not going to, and I was going to text you, but I decided I was just going to give myself the weekend off. So I'm sorry to say we didn't really move the needle this week. And she was like really apologetic for it. And I was like, that's totally fine. Like, why are you apologizing? Mm -hmm. You made the choice. Like, yes. Intention is the thing like Mm -hmm. losing weight every single week for the sake of losing weight every single week is not the thing. Like you being Mm -hmm. intentional throughout choose when to take the damn weekend off. Cause you know, above all else you needed to take the weekend off Mm -hmm. choose ahead of your vacation that you're not going to track on vacation, choose ahead of date night. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like when you are staying in control and you're staying intentional, that is the thing. And I tell people all of the time, like move some area of your life forward. Mm -hmm. Every chance you get, if, Mm -hmm. if, if you've been going through stuff and you and your wife really, really needed that date night where you got the damn dessert and you got the this and you got the that, you probably moved your area of that area of your life forward. Did mm-hmm. you lose a pound in the last three days? Who cares? <laughs> like, do that next week. Mm-hmm. Um, but people get so, so, well, I've started it and so I have to maximize every choice of every day of every week while I'm on this thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, and and that's why it's, a lot of my posts are about like the deadlines we impose on ourselves. Like mm-hmm. you have time, like you've spent a lot of time getting to today. You probably have more time than you think to reach your goal. The worst thing you can do is try to just be absolutely reckless and miss out on all the joys of life along the way. Mm-hmm. Like find the area where the two meet. Like how do you not have to hide from the world, but can still make progress? Like find the sweet spot, you know? I, I think nutrition has to move in a direction where it's forward thinking, but not like, a million miles forward. We, (laughs) again, all or nothing. It's like, okay, I've up to now, I've only ever dealt with the fallout of my nutrition. So we, we meet these people who come into us and they're like, I work out to burn the calories that I ate. Yeah. You have to get them to say like, no, like that's probably not the best way to go about it. And then they go forward and they say, okay, well, I'm working out today to be in shape in six months for an event. It's like, also, I don't know if that's the way to go about it either. It's just about saying, like you've said before, and like we've been over making a choice that leads you in a direction Yeah. and realizing that all of that is positive. Like putting, put it into context of like, if you've made a choice, it's positive. If you've made a choice that leads you away from the goal of fat loss. Well, the question is why there's some value in that choice. Mm -hmm. Like you didn't just like shoot yourself in the foot. Right. (laughs) Right. You're not just like, okay, cool. Like I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna fail today. Like, that's not what you said. 
Yeah. Like there was some value in the choice. Okay, great. Maybe there wasn't as much value as should be there. And that might need to be some realignment, but everything's moving you forward. And it's just about racking up more actual choices that move you forward and not outsourcing those choices to hope that someone else can manage them for us. Right. Right. Someone else can't make you healthy. At the end of the right. day, I'm sure we get this as coaches all the time. Like, I can't eat your meals for you. I can't cook for you. Right. Like, you can you can order. Here's meal prep services. Like, you can do all of yeah, that. They're everywhere, but even, man. Yeah. But even that, I'm like, take some control over what you're doing. Because yeah. I think it's going to serve you so much further in the long run. And we're just talking about a day. Take Take today and control today. Yep. Because that's all you can really control. You can't control the end of the week. You can't control, you know, like, okay, well, I'm meal prepped on Sunday. Everything is going to go perfect. We've all had those weeks that everything didn't go perfect. Right. Well, what do, what do we do then? You know, um, the, and I mean, I could dive into so, so many other things like positive forecasting of ourselves. Like we often think that our future self is so much better than our current self. Yeah. It's like I'll do it later because I'm tired now. It's like, yeah. well, well, I have It'll more be easier later. Then. Yeah, I'll do it when yeah. I have more time. It's like, what you think you're going to have more time or time that you're going to want to spend on this thing versus yeah. something else that's on fire? I, I, yeah, there's so much that we, we, we get to this place of like, okay, we're, we're now thinking forward, but then we throw it way far ahead. And it's like, well, go run and get it again. Not, not sustainable, not sustainable yeah. at all. Yeah. I, I think that we need to find a, Find a way to to help. Like, I do. You agree that most people, for the most part, know like a scale, a waist reading, a body fat percentage. Most people, if they're being very honest with themselves, know in a given day or a given week if the if the average, you know, like the sum of their efforts for that day or that week, whether it took them closer to where they want to go or back in the wrong direction. Like, don't you think most people? I think we can complicate it and try to act like, well, no, there's this really advanced, obscure thing that you probably just didn't know. But once I teach you, like most people know. And so it's like when, when people hop on the scale and they are just like totally wrecked by what the scale told them. I think that most people could probably move through an entire three, six, 12 months without ever really weighing in. And once they get sort of like in tune with their body to the point of like truly knowing like would you agree you're trending right like your trending matters a whole lot more like i don't whatever you weigh today yeah don't lose sleep over it because your overall trend is so much more important like you're doing the right things most of the time well that I was even know where i'm things. going with that yeah i mean that, that was one of the things i did i wanted to show people over the it was essentially 100 days i think 99 days of me tracking and putting my weight on the internet and ever like there were days where my weight would shoot up two three pounds dude uh, yeah it was, it was bumping around up. It was literally like, it was a perfect time to like talk about weight fluctuations. Cause my weight fluctuated like every other day. Yep. Um, but that was one of the things that I wanted to like get across to folks is that the weight isn't the goal, right? The, the weight is just a metric yeah, and it's just something that really helps to help us to understand what our behaviors are, the direction that our behaviors are pushing us in. Yep. But you have to look at it in context, right? Yep. If you weigh yourself in every Monday and every Sunday, you tend to have like a blowout. 
like, or whatever, like maybe you don't even have a blowout. You just have a larger calorie meal on Sundays than you do on any other day in the week. Yeah. You might end up disregarding or um, like in devaluing, invalidating all of the work that you did over the previous six For years sure. because yeah. of one weigh-in. Yep. One, of the, one of the things that I will tell people, I'm like, look at your averages. Like I'd rather look at my, my averages overall, either weigh yourself very frequently or not frequently at all. That's exactly what like, I say. Yeah. Don't, don't find yourself in the middle of like, I weigh in once a week. I'd rather you weigh in once a month. Yep. Weigh in the same time every month. You'll know what direction you're going in. I weigh agree. in once a week on the wrong days. And you'll easily tell yourself that these hours of work that you put in didn't mean anything. I mean, Right. A thousand percent. And most people have like a, uh, e even outside of like, these are the days that I eat out more or these, mm -hmm. you know, this stretch is where I really don't, but most people have a natural ebb and flow cycle, ladies, especially right. Like that, that Correct. week, but, but for, for guys too. And then if they're weighing in more, they can start to see that. And then they can start yeah. to, to let go of some of that. Oh my God, the scale is the end all be all. Cause they can see just how like trivial, like right. I had five freaking a plus days in a row and I'm up two pounds ha. and they can begin to like almost laugh at just how crazy the idea of, of how stressed they used to get over it was. Um, mm -hmm. It, it can be really interesting and yeah, we just get really, really wrapped up in the metric sometimes to the point where we're just total blinders on mode. And I think, you know, encouraging people to step back from that and like, yeah, but really look at all the good work you did. We're also very, very, quick um to beat ourselves up for going over right and mm -hmm. the scale's like up maybe we didn't even go over maybe we just didn't drink enough water we took in a little bit mm -hmm. more salt calories macros whatever we're dead on and we're up two and a half pounds and like oh no i knew it i knew it i earned it mm -hmm. but on the flip side when we see a decrease of two and a half pounds we're like no there's no way i earned that i didn't do the work so like we we always like jump to the negative and we'll take that mm -hmm. part of it. But like when things actually go our way, we, it's like, Oh, that was a fluke or the scale, the battery's dead or I want, I want more people to remove emotions from metrics. Yeah. Like, I don't know if emotions tough. belong in metrics. It's and really tough. I think it's a, like, it's a beginning conversation, right? It's like, okay, your goal is to lose 20 pounds. I'm going to ask you right off. What well, are you going to be happy when you lose mm -hmm. 20 pounds? Yeah. Usually the answer is yes. Okay. Well, why? Yeah. Like, why are you going to be happy when you lose 20 pounds? And then they'll explain like, okay, so you don't care about losing 20 pounds. You care about all these other things. Right. Are you doing any of those things today? Is there any evidence of that person that's there today? Right. Okay. So you're already doing half of them. So are you happy today? Oh, I guess, I guess I am. Okay, yeah. great. Awesome. So let's not tie happiness to what the scale has to say, because it doesn't really matter. Or abs or not. Or right? abs I, or whatever. a lot of yeah. people that swore that was going to be the game changer that, you know, I would finally be happy Correct. if I could just know if I could just anything like you could probably feel however you want to feel much sooner than if you could it, just. Exactly. Exactly. If you look at your bank account today and it went down because you ate a Starbucks, you, you know, you bought your Starbucks yeah. like, or you went grocery shopping because that's going to put a really Leash. big damper on your bank Leash. account. Yeah. That was yesterday. Uh, it's like, are you, are you going to sit down, open your, your app and be like, I'm, I'm worthless. Yeah. I'm not worth anything because my bank account went down. It's like we we know that yeah, it goes down and it goes up. That's normal. It, what matters is the average of what's happening. If it's constantly right. going down, uh, you know, yeah. we might be in trouble after a while. Yeah. Um, no, I, I mean I'm the exact what what platform do you coach on? Like what app do you use? 
or do you uh, coach, use an app? coach catalyst at the moment? Yeah. See, like I, I really, really, really want to migrate over there. We use Trainerize, and mm-hmm. defying absolute all logic, there are no averages to be found in Trainerize. No mm-hmm. average weight, no average calories, no average macros, no average measurements, like literally nothing. So the thing that me and my coaches preach all day long is the thing that matters the most. We can't even show them. We can show them graphs. Mm-hmm. We can do the math and, you know, derive our own averages. But like when I talk to, um, is it Trevor? Mm-hmm. Trevor from Coach Catalyst? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I met him in Texas and I talked to him like the week after and I said, what do you think about averages? And he's like, what do you mean? And I explained it all to him. And like a week later, he's like, hey man, I just sent you a Loom video. Check it out. We added averages. And he like, just yeah. like that. So I'm like, yeah, oh, that's I awesome. really want to move over to them. But that is such a powerful tool because it shows mm-hmm. you, you can be totally perfect or a whole lot less. Mm-hmm. Things are always going to bump around. But like, what is the more you zoom out? What is that trend doing? I'll give you one, one uh, client case scenario. Cause I was thinking about this and you the other day. Um, so person struggles, struggles um, with, with fat loss regularly. We didn't make a lot of changes at the beginning, but they were ready, like ready to make changes. And I got them really intentional about like one specific thing. I think it like week one, it was like meals, like eat this many, like one focus on how many meals you're eating and then like pick a number of meals between this range. I don't, I don't care what you pick between this range, pick one. They pick the meals and the first week of weighing in every day. I don't even know what their weight is. They won't share it with me and it's totally fine, (laughs) but, but they're like, I'm down, down, down a pound. And I haven't seen that. And it was because they've seen so many fluctuations, but never looked at their overall progress in all of Mm. those fluctuations. Because even like on a week to week basis, they'd see just like swings. Mm -hmm. And for the first time, they're like, I can consistently see the direction that I'm heading in. Yeah, I'm like, man, if I can just show you that, like that's all I want you to get. For most people, that hope that that gives them, because I think most people genuinely, when when they feel like they've they've gained a lot, is they just feel like they're along for the ride. They have no say, like they have no power over right. it, no control over it. And so when you can give them whatever set of everything we've talked about to mm-hmm. get them back in control, that feeling of hope is like the most powerful emotion. Like all things are possible with that. And without it, it's really, really difficult. But if you can set someone up with the right set of all this stuff to like feel that, and then mm-hmm. it's it's not a if I can get further it's like literally all i have to do is stay doing the things that i did this week because look at what mm-hmm. what the result was it's a super mm-hmm. powerful thing yeah yeah I'm, like i said i'm finding that like with if i can figure out what button to push for yeah. for people yeah that is not the button that they necessarily expected mm-hmm. like if all you're gonna do and you said it earlier you're gonna eat four meals a day you're going to structure have some type of non-childish structure to your meals don't eat don't as a 33 4 5 year old person eat dino nuggets and ketchup and think like <laughs> cool i did it um yep. have some level of structure to that meal where you have a lean protein a complex carbohydrate healthy starch by all means use pn approaches use your yeah. palms use your fist whatever it yeah. might be um having some level of structure and then getting in some daily movement and really it's a weekly average. If you averaged, I have some people who like, they got 6,000 steps one day and they're like, I'm failing. I'm like, you get 11,000 steps on average. Don't worry about it. Um, But you know, you're getting a daily average movement between eight and 12,000 steps every day. And that's all we ever needed to do. And you get down to a body fat range that's healthy. 
I think that that's what more people like how more people need to approach. Yeah. Actually making, making effort, actually tracking because then tracking becomes a useful tool versus it being the reason why you made a change or the reason why you lost the weight. It's because, oh, it's because I was hitting one gram per pound of protein and I was hitting this many carbs and this many fats. And if I don't ever do that, I can never see progress. It's like, well, no, that's not true. Yeah. That's not true at all. But that's not tracking's fault. I think that's a messaging fault. I agree. I definitely agree. Um, Part two, I I actually have to awkwardly, really abruptly hop off to go get Gunner off the bus. Part two is going to be us detailing because I had a whole list of questions that I wrote down because I, I know you're like me and the cool part about knowing what we know and having passed, you know, every next uh, time we put ourselves through any of the phases is that we can use everything we've learned and like we're sort of our own case study and guinea pig. So I know you went into it wanting to learn certain things so you could, you know, better coach others. Um, but I'm out of time. <laughs> so yeah, you're good. You're we, good. we we gotta um we'll schedule that one. We should do it like soon. Um yeah. like like real, real soon. What what should we call this one? Oh man. Um, I'll think on some things too. Yeah. I I think we, we focus very much around like practical nutrition in 2023. Yeah. Like just. And I think that actually now the next one has more context because we both kind of shared like where our heads are at for, for Mm -hmm. dieting on the whole to now where, when you talk about what you did for yourself through this cut, um, and now through sort of like quote unquote peak week before moving into maintenance, I think it'll have a lot more, um, a lot more context substance whatever the word is i think it'll yeah. be uh that much stronger yeah um this was it was good man i really enjoyed talking to you this was awesome um what well here i can ask you about your schedule after this uh awkward closeout well dude actually no first tell everyone because you didn't uh, i was going to cut you off the first time but samaj like where do people find facebook instagram website like where do people find you so uh main places i'm really active facebook um, Samaj Hunter website, uh, sorry, um, Instagram, Samaj Hunter Fitness. Um, I don't think that there's an underscore in there at all. <laughs> I should check that. We'll, po- we'll, uh, we'll post it in the show notes. So, it. Just so yeah, it's there. And then um, and then my website, samajhunter.com. So super, if you search my name, I'm pretty sure I'm the only Samaj Hunter in existence. So I'll that's come awesome, up. That's awesome, dude. I'll that's that's all for anywhere. URL purposes, especially what a nice, yeah. simple, it's literally your name. Falcon nutrition was not, it was, it was like purchasable for $25,000 that I didn't have. So I couldn't buy falconnutrition.com. And instead it's like this really horrible URL. Anyway, um, dude, this was like really, really, I felt like we were just sitting in a coffee shop talking about this stuff and not actually dude, like it was good. It with, yeah, with, with intention. So this was awesome. Um, Thanks for being on. Everyone, the next episode after this one will be the thing we were actually meaning to talk about today before we just started um, talking about stuff we wanted to talk about. So thank you for listening. All right, so that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening to Fed Up from Falcon Nutrition. We hope you learned a thing or two or at worst, had a little fun with us. Please make sure you subscribe to stay up to date with our most recent episodes and make sure you hit us up if we can answer any questions for you. Talk to you next time.